2: What makes Rose Cleaners the best in dry cleaning?
0: They do my laundry the way I like it. The wonderful customer service.
1: Personal quality. I have some things I like done with my clothes that I ask for and it's always done.
0: They do good work. I just love Rose Cleaners. Very excellent customer service and uh, they've made me very happy since I've been here. They've got friendly employees when you walk in and um, they haven't lost any of my clothes
1: in
3: 19 years rose cleaners serving san antonio for over 20 years and now a word from one of our bible live sponsors
0: our company is so proud and excited to sponsor the bible live as a businessman i have to make decisions every day about how to best invest time personnel and resources for the best return and results www.thebiblelive.com
2: or mail your check for The Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888 That's P.O. Box 18888
0: San Antonio, Texas 78218 Hi, I'm Eric Galindo Training Director for the FSI Training School For individuals and businesses, we offer certification courses in CPR and first aid through the American Heart Association and also the Vehicle Safety Inspector course for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Courses are available every week for your convenience. Call me, Eric, at 210-314-2615. That's 210-314-2615.
1: Get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial, because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. What?
2: We are on the air. Good to talk with you tonight, folks. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being there. I got that music off of there real quick, didn't we? When we say scat, we mean scat. Well, thank you, folks, for joining us. This is the Bible Live broadcast, the the quiz show here on a Sunday evening. Your opportunity to um, well, we're going to talk about some passages that we read in our yearly reading schedule. We are we are into a kind of a potpourri of books tonight. We actually finished up the book uh, this past week in our reading schedule, we finished up the book of Daniel. So we'll still be talking a little bit, if you'd like, Uh, we can still discuss a little bit this remarkable individual and this remarkable book that uh, Daniel has uh, left with us, the first six chapters having to do with his life, uh, life story, which is almost unparalleled in terms of its adventure and intrigue and... Uh, it's just a, an astounding lifetime that this that daniel um lived uh, as he was the administrator um for what five or six world um uh, leaders world uh, well you call them dictators leaders uh um, premiers of other of, of the nation of the persian empire the medo persian empire i just An astounding history, what that might have, the the times in which he lived were so remarkable anyway, and for him to be right up there at the top, kind of influencing, a powerful influence on the uh, Babylonian Empire um, where the people of Israel had been sent for their 70 years of exile uh, under Cyrus as well and others. So we can talk about uh, Daniel more if you'd like. Um, the last three chapters. I've only got six other
0: books to talk about tonight. So. Yeah,
2: that's right too. But then we moved over from the Hebrew Scriptures in the in the what or they call The Old Testament. Not any old, by Old Testament folks. By the way, it, we don't mean to that they're less important or in, they're equal. They're powerful. The God's Word eternally set, uh, and uh, the, just as, as the new. But we we call it the older. I guess maybe in terms of dating. Uh, the older uh, revelation that God gave in the the Hebrew Scriptures and then the New Testament uh, times as well. We move over now to the New Testament. We have the the books of James. These are some of the small books at the end of the New Testament, uh, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, who was not a believer, was not a follower of his brother, his half-brother, for many years. And then he became uh, a believer, following Christ, and he well, also actually, was a leader.
0: So- James would fit comfortably into... The uh, Jewish scriptures are what you call the Old Testament. Really good. It, it would fit comfortably because nowhere in that hang on the seat. Oh yeah, I'm hanging. No, on. Nowhere does James recognize Jesus as
2: being divine. There you go. That's
0: the only book that's not recognized.
2: Is that a fact? Yeah. How about that? Well, James uh, chapters one through five. Uh, we'll, we'll that entire book actually we can uh, cover it, and it's a master. It's a beautiful, powerful book and powerful message that he delivers. Uh, Then 1st and 2nd Peter, these two epistles that uh, the Apostle Peter wrote. Uh, We can talk about those. And then, oh, hang on, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd epistles of John, the apostle. Not only did he write the Gospel of John, but we have these three epistles that he wrote toward the end of his life. And particularly, I I find the, the... the uh, Epistle of First John, to be one of the most informative, profound. Uh, I love the Gospel of John, but First John is very John is very, very theological, and he's he's very uh, analy- analytical. To me, I like him because I like to I like the way J- Jacob. I like to to know the way things work. Uh, I really do like to uh, get into the nuts and bolts and see how do things function. How does this work? How does this uh, actually work out in the practicality. Why are you calling John a nut? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was calling you a nut, not oh, John. No, the, no the, but that's, I like John because he seems to <clears throat> really, well, the, all the New Testament, I think once we get, that's one of the things you taught me, Is in there fact. something you'd like to share with us? Yeah, something. <laughs> it's something you told me, in fact, have taught me, Jacob, is that uh. when we get Underneath these writings, a lot of times I think our reading and our understanding of the scriptures is a little bit on the surface. You know, maybe the first one or two levels of understanding, but when you get into the Hebrew culture, language, background, history that that these men and women came from of the New Testament, and you get you dig a little into their into that mindset, into their language, and so on, it really uh, makes a lot more sense. Uh, it. It kind of ties together so beautifully. It's just—I uh, really, really do love it. I, I appreciate what you bring to the program in that sense of helping us understand the um, the foundation out of which the um, uh, we as believers, as followers of Jesus, uh, the foundation on which we stand. You know, the Hebrew culture and language and so on. Anyway, we can uh, we can look at First, Second, and Third Epistles of John, and then finally, uh, and not least at all. Another half brother of Yeshua weighs in uh, in the little book of Jude. Oh, we understand Jude. he is um, a half brother as well. His, <laughs> I've got a trick question. We ask questions about these. Jude and his brother James, a church leader in Jerusalem, had a very famous half brother. Oh, I thought they had a very shiny nose. Had a very shiny no, No, no. Jude and his half and his brother James, a church leader in Jerusalem. Had a very famous half brother, who was their mother. <laughs> See how I did that? I just, I just. Yes, I did. did. Yes. It's kind of. Like, hey. I don't know. I don't call this. I don't know if it's called the bait and switch or what, but you, you kind of get them thinking down one line, and all of a sudden you throw in a different angle. You know.
0: Yeah, that was pretty clever, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? Boy, I liked it.
2: I, I've always thought that was a good question. J- Jude and his brother James, a church leader in Jerusalem, had a very famous half brother. Who was their mother? <laughs> there you go. So uh, if you can answer that, you can give us a call. We'll put out some more questions in just a moment as well. Three four zero nine five eight
0: five. I'm sorry, I was writing that down. Would you I say that you again? I know you were.
2: I saw you writing instead of listening. Three forty ninety five. Eighty-five. Excellent. So, let's throw out some questions. Let me give some questions from the Psalms and the Proverbs. Uh, maybe you can um, give one more from Daniel. Maybe one oh, more question like from the Psalms. At the end of Psalm one hundred twenty-eight, there is a blessing requested for a certain nation. What? What is the blessing? And what nation is it requested, uh, on behalf of what nation? All right, there you go. At the end of Psalm 128, what blessing is requested for what nation? Okay, in the book of Proverbs. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. i uh, throw out a couple of questions for you, or one at least. You uh, Fill in the blank of this proverb, all right? Proverbs 28, verse 6. It is better to be blank and honest than to be rich and crooked. <laughs> it is better to be blank and honest than rich and crooked. So fill in the blank there in Psalm 28, verse 6. Of course, you can look it up or you can take a wild guess as well. So it is better to be blank and honest or to, than to be rich and crooked. Okay, let's. we've got... Three questions out there, but we've got folks already calling in, and one is a an, an old pal, a great old friend of mine. Not that he's old, but it, we've been knowing each other a lot of years, and Jacob as well, for that matter. So uh, let's go to our phone lines and visit with our friend uh, Franklin. How are you tonight, Franklin? If things were any
1: better, I couldn't stand it. I mean, that's how good it is. Wow.
2: <laughs> oh, hello, Franklin. Good to hear you. Good to hear you uh well, I understand from our old friend Jacob here yeah. yeah, you know we owe our our friendship Jacob, to this man, right oh, He's, I owe him a lot more than that is that right Why, how could you owe him more than my friendship? I mean really, yeah, well <laughs> how much time do we have <laughs> anyway yeah, frankly, well, you' both you' to know each other. You're both precious friends. Thank you, uh, That's
1: And
0: may, really I, may I embarrass you for a second, Franklin, tell a little mm-hmm. bit about you? Sure. Uh,
1: well, there's not that much to know. I'm a recovering warrior, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I practice for 40 years, and uh, I've been doing some other business since that time. But,
0: um, and you're also a very I great an, over your life, you've been a very great supporter of campus crusades. Oh yeah, and he's a
2: great, a great yeah. friend of the ministry. Now, let me ask you about this other business. Are you, are you out of that now? Or are you have you sold it? Or on,
1: on the way, uh, that's why I'm not saying too much about it. It's on the way to getting rid of it, okay. and that's exactly what we need to do. I'm you know, I'm turned, I've turned 82. And I think perhaps, you know, uh, I used to look out in the distance and I could see the horizon. Yeah. And it seemed so far away. But lately I've been looking out there and it seems like it's getting closer. I think there must be a warning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, I wonder oh. if getting, if, uh, if, uh, I don't want to use the phrase getting rid of, uh, is, uh, uh, is uh, releasing uh, a business, Something like they say about the uh, releasing a boat or selling a boat. You know, the best two days a, a boat owner ever has is the day he bought his boat and finally the day he he sells it when he got rid of it. Yeah, he got yeah. rid of it. Uh, is that kind of like a business as well, or?
1: Well, it's no, it's not. I, it's uh, yours. Was a life of
2: love? You talked about it a lot.
1: Well, it a was. Lot of oh yeah, we spent a lot of years and we put a lot into it, but it's just time to go on to do something else and.
2: And let somebody some else do that,
1: of, that, huh? Yeah, let somebody else do it. My daughter's come in the last seven years and managed it. Without that, I would be dead. I would just have, you know, drained myself into the earth and covered it up. <laughs> but she has done such a terrific job, and I think she's really hurting her to have to think about giving it up because she has put a lot into it. Yeah. But, you know,
2: it just life moves on. It does. I hate it does, to say yeah. that, but it is true. It, it sure does. does. Is that the, one of the great lessons of your 82-year-old life now? Absolutely, keep moving. Yep. What well, well, Jacob has told me that you might like to be a winner. Uh, I know that Franklin has always had a, just a great mind. I remember when we've done some uh, hunting in the past and and gone on trips, uh, and I've always admired. He's a he, he thinks deeply. He's analyzing. He's always a uh, since he now you came to follow uh, the Messiah. You became to follow Christ as an adult, didn't you? You weren't. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was 41 years old. I remember. And uh, that. I, had a, I had an encounter with Christ in room 102 of the Sands Hotel in Del Rio, Texas. And I picked up a Gideon Bible, and it spoke to me. And after that, this thing started coming apart, and. Um, God spoke to me, and we got with the program, and that's when I got associated with Campus Crusade, and we really worked with them a lot, and so happy to do it. Very, very intriguing and very precious to me.
2: I've heard your story, and you uh, feature in the telling of your story. I remember hearing it many years ago at the uh, Municipal Auditorium with a... an evangelist that came to town named John Guest, and you were one of the oh, yes. individuals Absolutely. that told your story. And it featured the quoting from, uh, what's that famous poem about? Uh, oh, Invictus. Invictus. Invictus, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Out, out of the night. What, what is that about? Yeah. It's about captain of my fate, master of my soul. Yeah,
1: I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul and the master of my fate. That's the last uh, few words of it. And that's the way. And you- uh, that.
2: Your attitude before you met the Lord, yeah. (laughs) That's
1: right. And I found out I was not—I wasn't the captain of my (laughs) captain of my life or of my soul. And what a what an adventure it has been to um, come to know that. That's right. And. we uh, we had a Bible study in our home for 14 years after running an executive ministry here. Yes. And that was wonderful. Meeting so many wonderful you people. Might, I might think that's you
2: know. where you met Jacob,
0: right? No, I used to go to so yeah. uh, Go to his house. Uh, what was it on Tuesdays or Wednesdays?
1: Tuesday nights. Tuesday yeah. nights.
0: I used to go home, and uh, on Tuesdays I would uh, manage my one daughter's baseball team. And then I would drive all the way back down at a high rate of speed and change clothes in the car as I was going to Franklin's house.
1: <laughs> I thought you always looked so good. I maybe a that's the reason. Too
2: much information there, I think, Jacob. Yeah. But that's all right. We, we, it's, uh, I'm trying to get that vision out of my brain here, what that might be like. But uh, yeah, I'm sure, uh, Jacob, you must have really enjoyed that. That was the beginning of your well, journey. Well, actually, of, and I
0: got to tell you something. His wife, Bonnie, Mm -hmm. makes the best coffee I've ever had in
2: my life. So that was the secret, huh?
0: Well, I don't know if it's a secret, but it's a good coffee.
2: Isn't it interesting how great spiritual drama and great spiritual events in in life are yeah, sometimes explained by the simplest of things—a <laughs> girl is. or it some is. coffee. You, That's usually the...
0: Why do you call John a nut when you're and you're deriding Bonnie's coffee? <laughs> the simplest. Of I wouldn't thing. be right. for I know sake.
2: Bonnie. I would not do. Yeah, she knows. I, I don't want to get on Bonnie's wrong side for sure. Well, we're, you, we're trying to gift to our listeners, Franklin a copy mm-hmm. of this uh, this journal called the uh, Biblical Archaeological Review. Yeah. Some people go so far as to call the magazine <laughs> uh, or magazine, yeah, I, I'm trying to be sort of sophisticated and, uh-huh. and intellectual about uh-huh. this. Uh, but it really is a, a very kind of high degree uh, it, I think, academic, it's very good.
1: I, I think that in the past I have been a subscriber of that. probably maybe 10 years ago or something like that i was really into that archaeology situation and uh i took a number of uh, doc, number of oh various magazines and reports and so on and so forth and i think that i was a subscriber to that uh, it, it, the name is sure familiar to me sure. but, well i'm not surprised
2: you uh, you yeah. kind of think along those levels i remember when we used to go uh, with Rocky and some others, we'd do some hunting trips or whatever, and uh, yeah. and you guys would get me in the uh, this innocent little old Campus Crusade staff member, and I'd be in there, and y'all would start talking uh, about our faith at such levels of sophistication, and and you were you know delving into the language, and the culture, and the I was really uh, in awe <laughs> of you guys. You kind of helped me grow up a lot in terms of my well, I, understanding of the scriptures. I can't.
1: I can't take credit for that, because I know your background, and well. I know a fellow up, well, he's long deceased now, from, Fort, uh, from oh, Wichita Falls, he oh, yeah. gave me the full story on you. Oh, now, you got your lamb. name.
2: Did you know him, E. Yeah. Lamb? Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's, it's I never knew Florida, you knew him. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. I gave a testimony up there one time, and he picked me up at the airport. And he asked me if I knew you. I said, Well absolutely I know who it is and he said, Do you know how he got his name? I said, No, I don't. Well he told me. It's a great story. Yeah. And uh You want me to share it?
2: I well sure. I did not know you knew this man. I I memorized scripture for a lot of years, and this oh, he yeah. became such a cheerleader. he was such an encouraging man for me in my oh, yeah. when I was living at the boy's well, I, home and this orphanage and all and uh that's right well he told you well, I, let me hear his yeah, version of how I well, got the name as I,
1: as I remember that's like fifteen years ago maybe and, uh,
2: fifteen and he more, was more like thirty or forty you know.
1: well it could be yeah. could be more than that, but he was a sponsor of uh, this boy's home up there, and mm-hmm. apparently you uh were either confined to or reported to or brought into, I should say, the boys' home, and you arrived, I guess, uh, in the early evening before dinner was served or maybe while dinner was served, Uh and you came in, and they said, well, uh, you go upstairs and wash up and clean up and come down to dinner, so you raced off upstairs, as I understand it, and you were gone for about five minutes, and you came back down, and uh, you were hungry, and you just walked in there, and he said, "Well, what do I do now?" And there was soap on your face from having washed your face. And he said, oh, "Look at the soap on his face." From now on, we're just going to call him Soapy, and that has stuck.
2: No, no he that's, not, that's how easy it is to give a nickname, done. right? Yeah, yes, Well that, right. That's in the ballpark. That is in the ballpark. <laughs> Eli well, okay. Lamb, uh, Mr. Lamb was not too far off of that. So I think yeah. it's basically the same uh, I, as I remember. The, the, it was. The soap was on my back of my neck and behind my ears kind of a little bit more well, hidden than that somewhere. but, but they, that's why they called me soapy, no doubt about it uh,
1: well i he also shared with me uh and i it still may be that you were the memorized versus champion of that school I may and uh, may, maybe he, and I think at that time he said that had been several years, and you still were, and he was just so proud of you and how you had adapted. Uh, to what they were selling, which was faith in Christ and working for him. And also, he told me about your football prowess, too. Oh, my goodness. I I, 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 I got the full slowdown on you.
2: (laughs) Well, I I had great energy and enthusiasm for the game, Franklin, but I am not uh, sure really how really good I was. Uh, we, We lost a lot more than we won, but we had a lot of fun on the football field. Did you play sports growing up yourself?
1: Me? Yes. No, I didn't. I didn't. My mother wouldn't let me play football. She had a boyfriend in high school uh, that played football, and he was killed in a football game. And man... She would not let me have even watch the game.
2: We're going to have to break Absolutely. and come back to that story, frankly. Can you stay with us through the break? Absolutely. All right. Sure. We'll be right yeah, back. I Don't go away, them, folks. But the Laptop Specialist, okay. pioneers since 1982 in serving the military, business, and personal computing needs of our city. Our ministry depends a lot on our computers, and whether it's repairs, service, upgrades, or even the purchase of a new machine, the James family and their great staff keep our equipment working, freeing us to do what we're called to do. Go to thelaptopspecialist.net or call 344-4563. 344-4563 for their two locations. The Laptop Specialist. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist.
0: Well, Elizabeth and I went to Express Lube, and our experience was fabulous. We got in and out of there in literally 20 minutes. When we went to where we had got our oil done before, it would take us two hours. The service was very friendly. You can really trust them. They were super courteous. They vacuumed out the entire front of the car, which was surprising. I very didn't expect nice. they receive that kind of service. And their name is
2: their game.
3: Express Lube is accurate for the name of their store.
2: And with 23 stores, there's an Express Lube near you. Nature's Factor carpet cleaning expert Shayla James. What makes Nature's Factor better than the older carpet cleaning processes? Older systems saturate your carpet, leaving your space unusable, sometimes for up to a day because of their long dry times plus leaving you with the risk of fungus and the dangerous chemicals left in your carpet. With Nature's Factor, our quick dry time makes your home or office space usable
3: almost immediately, while our green solutions eliminate the possibility of fungus and are perfectly safe for your children and pets.
2: Nature's Factor Carpet Cleaning for the 21st Century. 831-3535. The KSLR app for your mobile device. It's like having the entire radio station in the palm of your hand,
1: wherever and whenever you want. Download it today at kslr.com.
2: That's kslr.com.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
2: All right, we are back. Another segment of The Bible Live. Your opportunity, if you'd like to call in, answer some questions. And tonight, we'd like to continue giving away some free subscriptions to this great archaeological uh, journal. And, uh, and uh, Larry has you hung want- up. My I'd partner like calls ask, a magazine. Well, I'd like uh, Larry to get called back. Call back, Larry. Yeah, we've gotten involved with a great discussion with an old friend and a, and someone maybe who would like to. I would like to challenge Franklin here and see if his mind's still sharp as it used to be about the things scriptural, and see if we can get him a a free subscription to the. Um, biblical Archaeological <laughs> Review. How much did
0: he give to your ministry that you're going to see if he, he oh,
2: wins? Oh, it would embarrass Franklin, I think, to, uh, maybe to mention him. But he's—I remember years ago. I don't know when you heard It'd about be this. Fair Franklin. To say but it's
0: in the seven-figure. It's
2: somewhere up there. Yeah, I, uh, I remember Bill Bright, uh, the founder, president of Campus Crusade, uh, now gone on to be with the Lord. But uh, Bill had this idea to, to challenge a thousand men, men and women. Who were uh, who were able and, to, and willing to make that commitment to give, um, well, a sizable amount, <laughs> a, uh, mi- a million dollars Shemaya. each, Jacob, and to help reach the world for the cause of Christ. And uh, and I, I've just I've always been amazed at the vision and the boldness of Bill Bright. That he I, I would never I could never I would not know how to challenge somebody at that level, but Bill did. And I guess part of maybe coming out of his own business background. And uh, um, not in any way to embarrass Franklin or Bonnie or anything, but they uh, they have completed that commitment, and I just I'm just so proud of it. I, mean, I was just I'm just so admiring and in awe that you can do that, and it, that God enabled you to do it. it tell me, Franklin. Not many people would. I mean, I hope we're not embarrassing you about this, but uh, it, what kind of experience was that for you? Was that was that tough? Was it was it something that was burdensome for years as you completed that commitment, or? How how did uh, oh, let me oh I got to get him back up on, on the air? Uh, <laughs> you were hearing me, but you were probably saying stop stop don't so say things. No, no,
0: that's There's all right. So other it's, people it's involved fine. in his conversation. That's such a unique. Well, I don't know so
2: I'd like, how many. How, I'd like I don't what, know how many. Maybe what's that like?
1: Well, let me just tell you. Um, I don't. I wish a lot of members who are listening to this uh, had the occasion to meet Bill Brighter to know who he was. He and his wife were the founders of Campus Crusade, and presently they have something like, oh, my goodness.
2: Oh, I know.
1: 300,000 people around the world who are members and doing what it is that they trained them to do. Right. But uh, we go back a long ways. I received a an invitation to attend a, a seminar at Arrowhead Springs, which was their, their headquarters at one time. And I got out there, and I walked in, and I, they walked up to the counter at the hotel there, and I said, "Well, I'm Franklin Hauser." And all right, yes, I'm blah 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 blah. And I said, "What, uh, what church do you, uh, do, you uh, do you you you? Uh, I couldn't. Well, it said, "Are you are you a preacher or what church do you uh, govern?" Or whatever. And I said, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just a layman." They said, well, this is a pastor's conference. I said, oh, I am so sorry. Oh, my goodness. And so I I grabbed my suitcase, and I said, oh, just give me a cab, and I'll go back and head home for Texas. Well, there was a guy standing there. I didn't know who he was. And he came up to me and said, "Uh, um, I'm Bill Bright. I didn't know who Bill Bright was. And he said, no, you're supposed to be here. I said, no, this is a pastor's conference. I'm not a pastor. He says, no, you're supposed to be here. And he reached down. And grabbed my suitcase, took it out of my hand, and started up the stairs. And I said, "Well, what, what's going on?" He says, "Come on, I'm going to show you to your room." So he went up the stairs carrying my luggage, and put me into room one hundred two at the top of the stairs. And he said, "This is your room, and you're supposed to be here." I'm going, "What? What is this?" So later on, I learned to ju- he. <laughs> He was the founder of Campus Crusade, and he was carrying my luggage upstairs because I was supposed to be there. That's right. And uh, it's part of his uh, part of his, or uh, was well, just part of what he had a saying that uh, is absolutely true: that every person you meet is a divine appointment. And I've been walking down the street with him in San Antonio and New York, and he will stop the person on the street and witness to him. And they will pray to receive Christ right there. I had uh, to take him to a lawyer's office about over three blocks from my business office there in San Antonio. And it took us 20 minutes. He witnessed to four people. (laughs) On the way. (laughs) On the way, yeah. And I looked back and it just, and and these people would bow their head and pray with him. And he said, that was a divine appointment. And I said, yeah, it sure was. What a great guy.
2: I know. But anyway. I've, I've experienced some of that, frankly. Have you? Now and a little bit in my later and older life now as well. And, I, and I've, I've always thought of Bill, how he inspired me in that sense. He always started off, oh. when he spoke to us as staff, he'd be like, well, talk to the maid at my... Uh, hotel yeah. way over here, and then we got and talked to the taxi driver, and he prayed we should guys. And, yeah. and then the the doorman would come into the, the he would just tell it, all the way to the studio. He'd have four or five appointments uh, talking to it. people, and uh, I was always so in awe of that. And of it, course, it's, it's inspiring. It's it's encouraging to us. It
1: is inspiring. He was just absolutely fabulous. I mean, we were supposed to see a movie one time, and we had to wait for about fifteen minutes. And I said, what? What's why can't the movie start? And one of the staff said, uh, Bill is witnessing to the projectionist. <laughs> so he had the projectionist up there in the booth witnessing to him, and we had to wait until it was over. Wait when it was over, right uh, he said, uh, would you please, please uh, give a hand to the projectionist? He just received the Lord. I <laughs> He was a great guy, really
2: loved him. he was he really was and uh uh what a vision for the world i He was the first one that kind of helped me see the great commission as not just sort mm-hmm. of an inspiring religious sort of pie in the sky goal but oh, yeah. a real objective to a goal to help oh, that, reach every it? person a seven you know and he it's had a real good. plan and it uh, i uh, to be honest, i'm not sure it's if working. the plan worked out or not, but it's sure a lot closer to happening than than it, oh, if yeah. he had not done what he did that that's for sure. Well, Franklin, I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you a Bible question. Yeah, give it to me. Proverbs chapter twenty-eight verse six. Oh. now hmm. even if you don't know, now this is an open book test. So if you okay. want to open your Bible, you can't. Okay, well, Proverbs twenty-eight six. It's not hard now. I don't okay. think a man of your intellect, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really a lot of pressure. It, it is better. <laughs> it is better to be blank. And honest. Here I am talking to a lawyer. Here, okay, okay. It is better to be blank and honest than to be rich and crooked.
1: Uh, it begins. It is better to be poor and honest than <laughs> Yay, rich. And...
2: <laughs> that was a giveaway. You got it for sure, and we're proud of you, Franklin. You, good guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. No, that is a little bit uh, self-revealing, uh, Dave. But you have, with that answer, you have in fact earned a free subscription to Oh, uh, my, to archaeological my Archaeological pleasure. Review. I uh, would like to. Uh, and Jacob has something he wants to. Okay. We're, we're going to treat you like a pancake. We're going to pour syrup on you tonight. Yeah. Okay. Very good. very good. Everybody,
0: that you are truly one of the best human beings that I've ever known in my whole life. Yeah, it's, um, it's been my pleasure throughout my life, and I don't know how many years, 35 mm-hmm. years maybe, that you've been my friend, and I appreciate you, frankly, more than I'll ever be able to say.
1: Well, I appreciate that, yep. and uh, I appreciate both of you. What you're doing, keep at it. You bet, we Frank. need more of it, and you guys are growing in the Lord every day, and every minute you consult and go with each other into this area. So We've had a
2: great time. I thank you for putting me in touch with this guy. He's a he's a remarkable all human right. being. You, Jacob, is all right. Franklin, thank uh, you don't all. hang up now. When we go away, oh. would you give okay. uh, give uh, our friend John here? We want you okay. to give him an address so that we can send this subscription okay. to you. Okay? I can do that. Hang on, John. God bless you both. Just a moment, you too, friend. Don't don't uh, go away. Don't hang up. There he is. Uh, good, Franklin Hauser on the radio with us tonight just uh, you know I wish frankly it would it would warrant Jacob we could end up we could easily talk to franklin for an hour and a half easily about the history of this city of san antonio he was he was the titular i mean the head of one of the great law firms of not only texas state of texas the united states he's a he's one of the who's who lawyers of all over the country and uh to let him talk a little bit about what he's, he what he has seen over the many years in in the business world the community business community legal community of our, of our city uh, it would be so fascinating uh he's he's been part and parcel of some tremendous changes and uh particularly the spiritual dimension of our city and i'd uh, love i'd love to, I'd love to always enjoy visiting and talking with franklin he, he and bonnie are just and, an amazing couple and in that vein yeah Talk about
0: talking to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost the caller. We did, and his name is Larry. Larry. So, Larry, if you're out there, please call back. We'll get you right into the
2: head of the crowd. All right, and you as well, folks. You can give us a call. We'll put a couple, another couple of few questions here out that you can answer. Or if you'd like to ask us a question or talk about the scriptures. or well, if you'd like uh, to tell Sophie
0: how wrong he is
2: sometimes, how about okay, some, yeah, yeah. Or Jacob, for that matter. Uh, well, although it's, no, harder, it's up, harder to find a place. They
0: tell me I'm wrong, I hang
2: up. It's, it's, wrong, <laughs> it's harder to find a place where you're wrong, brother. You're pretty good. No. Okay, let's go to Daniel. I'm going to ask him a few questions. I love this passage. Daniel chapter 10, verse 19. Daniel 10:19. When Daniel is weak, afraid and unable to speak even as a result of his visions. He received these powerful visions that must have had an incredible impact on his psyche, on his uh, emotion in his life. What message, uh, there was an angel sent to give him a message. What message did the angel give him that gave him strength and enabled Daniel to continue? All right, that's in Daniel chapter 10, Verse uh, nineteen, yeah. and really, I think it's one of the more beautiful verses uh, of the scriptures. Uh, Ruth is on the line; we'll get there right to you, Ruth. Let me ask one other question, just so she has several questions that she can uh, answer if she'd like to participate. Let's go ask a question. Let's go to the book of James. If she asks me a question, then I'll ask you, and you give me the answer, and I'll tell. Oh,
0: James. you're let such you a
2: go. cutie! Uh, from the book of James, since troubles strengthen our faith, yeah, yeah. and Troubles produce endurance in our life, according to James. They should be an occasion for what? What should be our reaction, our response, when troubles come as believers now? Do you have
0: a verse they might look at?
2: Yes, uh, chapter 1, verse 2, right at the beginning of the book of James. uh, When troubles come into our life, uh, they can strengthen our faith. They can produce endurance in our life. So then what should be our emotional response to troubles. Now this is a real challenging verse for us. But chapter 1 verse 2 you, you know can the find song? the answer. I got troubles, I got worries. No. Okay, never. Mind. I know a song with those lyrics, but I haven't that melody didn't yeah. I understand. But <laughs> you I w- get, it. I, get but it. I will you, know, tell you it.
0: in verse 1. It says to all the tribes dispersed throughout the world. That was just not Would
2: that be the Apache, the Comanche, the uh-huh. Chihuahua, the yeah. Is sure, that what you mean? sure, Soapy, sure.
0: <laughs> that was exactly it. Well, see, that's the way
2: I interpret that. <laughs>
0: well, of course you do. Perhaps we could go to Ruth and find this. Maybe we
2: could do that, and that would probably be a good thing. Uh-huh. Let's go to hey. Ruth. Ruth can answer one of these questions for us, or all of them for that matter. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Soapy Jacob. I'm hear from you tonight. Hey, thank matter, you, thank right? you. Hi. Yeah, I said Soapy and Jacob. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes. Well, I didn't hear He's it so because Sophie well, if was actually, talking.
0: It was
1: only one high, so you have to share it.
2: Okay. He's so sensitive, Ruth. You just have I to. I guess I'll have know. to remember that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what, we're
1: doing. what do you, In our trials you to and tribulations, we're supposed to rejoice.
2: Is oh, that right? Oh, yes, rejoicing is to be.
1: I usually do not,
2: however, uh, so I have a long ways to uh, go. Uh, you know, I think probably you do more than you, you're letting more us, than I realize, more than you let us think. I bet you do. Uh, more than I let on, yeah. I remember more than I, I even tell myself. Yeah, we were just talking with our uh, caller before our good friend uh, uh, Franklin Hauser, on, uh, and he was talking about Bill Bright. I remember uh-huh. Bill Bright is the founder and the uh, president of Campus Crusade. used to talk right. to us My one of my
1: daughters used to work for them. Is that right? For a short time, In
2: yeah. What, a, yeah. what an interesting, uh, I'd love to get some of her thoughts. It, it's good to kind of remember this great uh, spiritual leader. But he used to talk to us about the importance of giving thanks, even for the negative, even for the difficult. And there was one of our staff girls that uh, lost her fiancé just days before they were to be married. He was killed in a car accident. And she was having such a hard time. Uh, many months went by as she struggled with faith and how to get through that terrible tragedy in her life. And went to counselors and so on. Many many people talking to her, trying to help her, but she just doesn't didn't seem to be able to get past it. And then and then one time she met with Bill Bright just together, and mm-hmm. and Bill started their conversation and he said, "Have you have you thanked God yet that your fiance was taken in the car accident? Have you thanked him?" And she
3: and said, like, "No, wow, I haven't." How
2: could I thank God? you know? And, and he, yeah, and Bill of course. Went to the scriptures that talked about giving thanks to the Lord in all things, in all situations, and 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 uh, just thinking that through and talking about. And her finally, with tears going out her cheeks, Bill tells the story about how she did finally, uh, on her knees, just say, "Well, thank you, Lord." And of course, giving thanks, if you analyze it, is a tremendous step of faith. Step of faith, saying, it sure is. Okay, God, even this terrible thing, you are still Lord of that, and you would use that positively and constructively constructively in my life and for him and for others. And just that very act of giving thanks uh, began a great cure and a great healing in her own life. I've always remembered that story, and sometimes, many times in the Scriptures uh, you wouldn't think that joy or rejoicing would be our response to uh, troubles and and tribulations, but that's exactly what James tells us. It should be an occasion for joy because... It's going to strengthen our faith and produce endurance. Well, thank you for answering that. And uh, with that answer, you, too, have earned, if you'd like to receive a copy of uh, the Biblical Archaeological Review, we'd like to give you and your family a free subscription, Ruth. Would that be thank right? you very much. I would like that very much. Well, we'll, thank we'll, you. Before we hang out, we'll make, sure we'll make sure we get the information. But there was something okay. else maybe on your mind tonight, a thought, or something about the scriptures? or
1: No, not okay. tonight.
2: Just called in for it. But I
1: just appreciate it so much. Well, he actually really? wanted to get that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you
0: know it. Well, I'm Soapy what? knows us already. Go, Go ahead, oh, Jacob. i Soapy. I didn't hear what you are saying. I was talking.
2: <laughs> that's,
0: Don't, it's uh, hard to hear and talk I'll
2: at talk the same time. You
0: when I'm interrupting. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jacob. I was going to yeah. say, Ruth, I, pro- I know you may not know this, but Soapy knows it. So if I can okay. say it fast what? before Soapy steals my punchline. Uh, I What's can, that? I can prove that... Uh, that Jesus was Jewish since he Jesus he's talking about money this evening. Do you know how I can... Okay. Pre- how how do you do that? Well, he tells all his followers, go out and work on a great commission. <laughs> oh, that's
2: cool. Oh, that's yeah. right. He believed in getting a commission, didn't he? That's yeah. smart. I like that. He, he made that up, Ruth. <laughs> that, <that's smart>. Well, <laughs> I think it's I good. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good one, though. All right. You were, you I think it's, it's a, a good go idea. Out. I'll try I'll try to go out and get a good commission. Right for a great commission. There you go. Yes. Well, Ruth, thanks okay. for calling in. Say hi to Lee and all the family. We love you guys. And, uh I will do it. And uh, don't hang up now. We'll get okay. that information hi, from you. You, you betcha. So let me see if I can uh, <laughs> learn to put the right button. Well, uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. You got a chance to tell your favorite yeah, uh, yeah. made-up joke. That's, Ruth is sweet to give yeah. you that. By anyway. the way,
0: since you're talking about James, which uh-huh. would actually be James is the anglicization of the name Jacob.
2: Or Santiago? Is that right? Yeah, it is no, you're no. Exactly Santiago right. is Spanish. In Espanol, okay. I, I, I get my languages. Yeah, my, the, my many languages, yes, I get uh-huh. them confused. Yes, and, and, but you're right, Jacob. That's yeah, James
0: right. James is uh, anglicization of the word Jacob. Now, I've always found this fascinating yeah, because we know that uh, in James, and, and I, I apologize, I forgot my glasses this evening. But okay, we'll try to do the best. I'll can forgive with you, a small print. In chapter 2 and it's verse uh, 24 is a very famous verse. 224 about Uh faith without works is
2: dead. Yes. Now, how do you take that? Faith without works is dead. Is dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems logical to me. And I think most people would say, oh, yeah, if you claim to believe something and, and but you don't act on it. You don't ever; it doesn't take an expression. You don't move on it. You don't. It doesn't create a change or, or a behavioral expression. Then it's it's not real faith. So, it's not. what that means is, do you take it? Would that be right? By the
0: way, I don't know. I'm I'm asking your oh, take. Okay, you don't uh, know. But I'm I'm uh, I've often found those verses in James uh, to be very interesting. Uh, Because, I know, some people, uh, you know, I understand the Catholic Church certainly takes it that a person is, in their version of Christianity, is saved by works and faith. That's what I understand. And that's not how the Protestants take it, is it? Well...
2: Not to speak for. I'm a little loath to speak for all of the Protestants of the world. Well, probably we're about with, as united as you Jews are, to tell this, you the
0: truth. In this station at this time.
2: You're, we're about as united as you Jews, I think. Isn't that the idea that there are five no, Jews. No, no, no. Or,
0: no, 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 no. Okay. Stop it, Hillary. All Answer right. the question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit him, folks. I'm going to hit him. No, 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 no. You, you're, I would say probably that is uh, generally. Uh, the, the evangelical or or, or, or <laughs> Protestant approach is that uh, that we are not we are saved entirely and totally um, through faith but by God's grace um, By for by grace you've been saved through faith and it's not of yourselves it's not of works lest anyone should boast so there is uh-huh. a, the idea there's nothing we do to earn or add yeah. to our salvation it's all given to us as a gift offered to us as a gift in Christ uh, but if we do have true faith if by faith we respond to God's offer of forgiveness and cleansing and new life and eternal life and so on, uh, certainly that faith will produce uh, work. We will act on that. We'll we'll step out. We'll uh, express that faith in some way. Or if we don't, then the idea of James comes in to say, you know, you better check your uh, faith. You better check. You have every good reason to kind of think about your relationship with God. Maybe you really haven't... uh, Maybe you really haven't been born again. Maybe you haven't really uh, had faith and kind of leaned entirely and wholly on who Jesus was and what he accomplished. Uh, on so the do you take God. it so that's the mean idea, that if so. you
0: have some quiet faith belief and you just keep it to yourself and you don't
2: do anything, that it's dead? Yes, I would say that's that's what James is saying. I believe that to be true, but I'm not a faith meter. I don't try. I'm not. I can't be the judge Sometimes people may uh, express their faith in ways that I don't see or understand i've known people before who come from very very difficult backgrounds um addictions uh criminal you know backgrounds so things of and and uh, if I look at their life, I might not see change. I might not and I might have reason to say, "Oh that person can 't be a, a believer he can 't be a christian mm-hmm. so i 'm not in the business of judging because sometimes I suspect that who knows they may have uh, acted and responded in ways i don 't know about maybe even more profound ways than I have and and so i, I don 't think it's so there, necessarily so that we 're to go around judging would be people committing a crime. Oh, their action might be committing well, a
0: crime. Well, what I'm, I mean, I'm asking about. Would the that verse, be their, ac- their step me that you of faith? People
2: that were criminals. I know that would be their step of well, faith. I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to follow you.
2: I'm committing a crime by faith. Uh, no, <laughs> I
0: don't understand because yeah. what I'm saying is the verse is pretty straightforward. Yeah, right. And so I hear
2: all. All of, I'm saying I, is the verse yeah. makes sense. I accept it in the same way you do yeah. and understand it. It seems to make. Clear sense, faith without works if it doesn't express it, if it's dead. But I'm not sure. I'm just saying that I don't want to be going into the I'm not in the business of evaluating who's saved and who's not. Now, we are called upon to to be a fruit inspector that, you know, if it's for someone in the church, if it's a responsibility, if there's some level of uh, of responsibility or authority has been given in the church, we're to be uh uh, uh, discriminating, we're to we can judge, we can make a decision, we can try to determine and decide. For example, if we're trying to make a decision about Hillary Clinton or. or or, uh, you're having a very color? hard time with answering Trump? this. Soapy. No, I'm not. I'm just kind of waxing eloquent. I'm saying that we uh, ca- waxing for sure. <laughs> not so eloquent, but anyway, we can make our, we can form our opinion about. Okay, well, I don't tra- know if that guy really knows one. the Lord or not. Yeah, one of
0: the other books you want to talk about tonight? And I'm not. Picking
2: why it. did you ask that question, though? Is it because it's something that you're interested? Yeah, in? yeah. Because I don't. Why? Think, why is it interesting? Well, you?
0: because I uh, uh, in the Jewish world. It doesn't make any difference what you believe; it's what you do. Well, that's that what
2: James sense. is saying, right?
0: Why well, say? Uh, well, perhaps he is, and perhaps he's not. I'm not sure. Ah. I, was, I was
2: interested in what you're saying. Uh-huh. It, seems, it sounds to me like that's what he's saying. Okay, then that's. But, and he is a Jew. His name is Jacob.
0: Yeah. So, so I was fascinating because uh-huh. see, I, I can believe anything, but in the Jewish context it's not what i believe i might believe there are spaceships in the backyard playing their radios too loud but that doesn't make it true what i do demonstrates
2: my faith <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute that doesn't make it true uh-huh. okay but even in their case uh-huh. what if you really do believe there uh-huh. are spaceships in the well, backyard playing no. their radios too loud uh-huh. and And you go out in the backyard Uh and start yelling and screaming and say, shut up out there. And you call 911. You call the police Uh and say, there's a spaceship in my backyard. Now, you have acted on your faith. But that doesn't make it true either, does it?
0: And they all arrive and they look in the backyard and say, sorry, we searched everywhere. There is no spaceship. You're crazy. So I have believed something, but I have done nothing. No, but you acted on it. You did something. But that's what I'm saying is it says... Faith without works is dead. So the belief is, to me, a very dangerous thing for me because I'm thinking there are people all over the world that have different concepts of different religion, different gods. They all pretty much sincerely believe it. It doesn't make everybody right. But if I see a person that helps an old lady with a glass of water in the hospital or somebody that, does an c- act of kindness, then I know whatever it is that's in their mind, whatever faith it is, they seem to be doing the right thing. Now, I'll give you another example. You know what? Okay. One, one of the other books that you've got listed for tonight, one of the many books that you've got <laughs> listed for tonight. All First, these, second, third, John, Jude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You've got, you've got all, all the Peters and all the Peter, Johns, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and James and Peter, Jim. James, and John. Uh-huh.
2: How about all three of them?
0: Uh-huh. So, in, uh, those are the biggies. In,
2: those, those, were the three. Uh-huh. Well, no, not James. Not, not the same James, right? Yes. That's uh, true. Yes. But the the Peter and James at least were intimate with Messiah. They were they were with, they were with him. They were in a lot of different occasions. And I don't look yes. at me that way. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not
0: looking at you that way. Okay.
2: <clears throat> but they they, I, they knew I'm him up is, close and personal. Let's take
0: yeah. another. I got a really interesting question along these lines. Okay. In uh, First Peter, your question number four, you put. Uh, and I apologize, I did not bring my glasses, so I'll try to read this as best I can. Uh, it says, God paid ransom to save us, uh, not a ransom but of silver or gold.
2: Boy, our our time is going by tonight.
0: And so, be see what it says? It says he paid the ransom.
2: Uh-huh. God paid a ransom to save us, not a ransom of silver or gold. But what was paid on our behalf it is found in 1 Peter one nineteen. Mm-hmm. Let's leave that question out there. Maybe uh, someone okay.
0: And I that. have got a really interesting twist on this.
2: All right, folks, uh, give us a call three four zero. That's the Bible Live call-in line, and you can uh, answer a question. And, of course, we'd still like to give you a copy of the uh, Biblical Archaeological Review, if you'd like. 340-9585. Where would I be if you had not
3: been by my side? How could I rise to meet the morning of the day?
2: Tender mercy always calling from
3: behind. At times I could not see, even though you were close by.
0: You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy
1: Dollar. Lord,
3: you are good, yes, you, are. you are good, and your mercy forever.
2: Endured. All right, we are back. Our final segment, the hours, the time, has just flown by this evening. A great visit with our uh, good friend, uh, Franklin Hauser, uh, formerly of Tinsman and Hauser here in San Antonio. Great uh, law firm. uh, uh, Great, good, godly mentor and uh, great influence on both uh, Jacob and me in our lives and our ministries. And uh, so a good chance to visit with him. I always enjoy Hearing from him, and um, I think encouraging and inspiring as well. Now, uh, we are back on now, and we would like to give you a chance to uh, win, if you'd like, one of these great uh, biblical archaeology... Archeolog- ar- <laughs> it's easy for me to say, right? I wash washed my mouth out, and I can't do anything with it. Um, biblical Archaeology... Review is it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Bar, or another? bar, 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 bar. Okay. Biblical archaeology review. Maybe yes. I should just use the word bar like you do. Um, yeah. But anyway, we want you to be able to get a free subscription, a year's subscription to that magazine. They are having the reason we're doing that is because on the one, we're about all things biblical here. Uh, we talk about the Bible. We make our way through the entire Bible every year, discussing it, asking questions, hearing your questions and thoughts. Uh, and and trying to apply the scriptures, not just in the intellectual or academic enterprise. Here, we're we're trying to what does the Bible mean and say and tell us about reality, about God Himself, about ourselves, about human beings well, and it, our it, culture and societies. It, it, and, and, and so in that vein, that's what we're trying Wednesday,
0: to do. Last Wednesday was Yom Kippur, You're right? And that is strictly between the person and God. It has nothing to do with other human beings. On Rosh Hashanah, you have 10 days to correct your wrong givings, your misgivings, your wrongs for to, and related to other human beings. Now, Rosh
2: Hashanah is New Year, right?
0: Well, it's a, a New Year, but you have this 10 days. The, uh, and yeah. you take care. If I stole your radio, I give you a new radio, etc. So, but on Yom Kippur, that's strictly between you and God. Okay? Now, the reason I bring this up is
2: because when that verse we were just reading about, he paid the ransom, right? Yes, from the book of oh, Peter, Peter, God paid a ransom, uh, verse one, wow. uh, chapter 1, verse right. 19. Well,
0: see, when you go and say Yom Kippur, you're relying on your repentance and you're asking God to have mercy on you and forgive you for your sins. And if you're sincere, he shows mercy, Right. <laughs>
2: Okay well you you speak for yourself don't tell don't ask me right Okay uh,
0: well right. I mean not uh, right in the sense do you understand what I'm saying
2: Oh I see what you mean uh say it again would you please Yes uh, okay hi you weren't listening I'll anyway, listen. So uh, I'll so, listen this time Yeah let's
0: <laughs> say I go in front of God I repent I'm sincere and I ask for his mercy
2: to be forgiven right Okay, I I'll, I'll go You understand what I, I'm saying? I, you understand, I understand the, the words you're saying in the English language and I, okay, I follow you. I okay. follow your So,
0: God can if he's willing, he can forgive me, show me mercy. Okay? If if he wanted to. And if he does. And of course it's I, I have to be sincere about it. Now here's the thing I find fascinating about this When question.
2: do you want me to ask you my question? Well, about what so, you just as said. As soon as I'm done. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, uh but uh, so if if mercy, I believe in the mercy of God. OK. And however, you see with the, we're reading this ransom. That's OK. And that's for something else. But if somebody pays for my wrongdoing or like, say, if you ate a meal at Jim's restaurant, uh, you don't have any money. If I come in and say, hey, stand aside, I will pay the bill. I'll pay the ransom to get him out of here and so they accept the money, then I've paid the restaurant. The restaurant did not give you any mercy whatsoever. So it's always been fascinating to me, with this, especially with the verses you're talking about in Peter. Uh, you see, the, there was, in, the, in this particular instance, by having somebody pay the bill, there's no mercy. Because if I pay the bill, the person I it to does not forgive it. So like on, say, on Yom Kippur, you ask for forgiveness. If you're sincere, uh, you believe that God will forgive you, but that's mercy on his part, you might say. So that's the idea. So I always found it fascinating. If somebody pays the bill for you, then the person you owe it to has been paid in full. He's not giving you mercy. Have you ever thought about that?
2: Yes, yes. Okay, it's kind of fundamental to to those of us who follow uh, Messiah, Jesus, or the whole concept of Jesus is what we call substitutionary atonement. He Paid the penalty of he our sin. He paid the penalty. So he he paid the no, bill, Peter says, he who knew yeah. no sin became oh. sin for us. Well, I got you on okay. all those
0: quotes. But if okay. he paid the bill, okay. then there's no mercy from God.
2: I, I, um, I, I'm not sure I accept that. But OK, I'll okay. follow. I'll go with you and ask okay. the question. Oh, what do you mean by mercy? Forgiving. OK, I don't think of mercy as forgiving. OK. I think of mercy as not giving someone the punishment they deserve. Well, isn't that about the same? Maybe it's about the same, but I'm talking uh, about technicalities. Well, what, I, what I'm
0: suggesting is, if a bill gets paid, the person you owe it to has been paid. So, therefore, he's not forgiving anything. He's not being merciful. He's not forgiving it, because he's been paid. The debt has been paid. So, I just considering that. It, I was always I have always found it interesting that look, if I if say God's being okay, paid, okay. then he's not out anything. Nothing's owed him. So where's his mercy?
2: All right. It, 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 if you are saying mercy is simply forgiveness, uh, I, I, maybe it gives rise to the question, but I don't see it well, as simple. Well, let's use the I'm word you'd like to leave,
0: so we can get on with this thing. Okay, mercy so is, is not
2: like giving someone the punishment they deserve. All right, let's use that. Okay, in that case, that, it did happen. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be thrown out of the hotel or right. you deserve to be thrown out uh, of the room, it, it, or, or, you know, p- arrested and put in jail for stealing a meal or whatever it is. You, you deserve uh, punishment for stealing from that hotel owner or that restaurant okay. owner. All right. But you are not given your what you deserve. Why? Because someone else. Someone paid else paid, paid the, the penalty bill
0: for you. But who got the bill paid, Who is the receiver of
2: the payment, is not forgiving me. Yeah. Uh, see I didn't have to think that forgiveness has anything i'm not, I'm saying that you're defining mercy in a way the way I define mercy, yes, the person is an object of mercy, maybe not the restaurants, maybe the mercy of the person if who somebody paid gets bill.
0: paid, then the person that's getting paid is not giving you anything
2: I, I'm not saying they're giving you anything they're no. not giving you the punishment you deserve Because they're giving it to somebody else no the debt has been paid. You, well, deserve the penalty. you deserve the penalty of not paying okay. the bill. Wait, wait wait, wait But they don't If somebody else pays the bill,
0: then the person that's getting the money receives payment in full.
2: True. So they do nothing. Okay, do you not see that we're just working off two different definitions of mercy?
0: No, I see that we're equivocating unnecessarily so, because whatever word you like to use, mercy, forgiveness, not getting the punishment, I'm saying that the person that got payment... It always always struck me if the payment has been made, mm-hmm. the person is doing nothing. that got paid because he got paid.
2: <laughs> okay, we're, we're, even, we we have He's
0: not to, even punishing you because he can't punish you because the debt got
2: paid. Listeners will have to make up their own minds about what we're saying. Uh, I'm saying yes, he's an object of mercy because the the restaurant owner or the re- or the hotel owner has indeed accepted that payment on All his right. behalf, and the person is not getting. The person still deserves, he did something no, he illegal does not. and wrong. He doesn't either because the bill's paid. He did something illegal and no, he wrong. he
0: didn't do anything illegal. You came in and paid the bill for me. I know, but the person himself
2: no. did something illegal and wrong. So there is no atonement. There is no way to have somebody else pay. No, I didn't say that. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I would say, I would still say the guy is an object of mercy. Uh, furthermore, of course, uh, that... The verse that you're talking about is 1 Peter one nineteen. by the way. God paid a ransom to save us, not a ransom of silver or gold. In other words, we're not saved, Peter says, with the blood of uh, animals or silver and gold. But we are, the ransom that was paid is mentioned there. What is What payment was made on our behalf uh, to purchase to ransom? You know what ransom is? If someone's kidnapped, you pay it's money. so like
0: sending $1.7 billion to Iran.
2: To ransom, yeah, I guess so, to ransom oh. uh, some uh, prisoners there. Oh. or uh, We all had the idea. If someone kidnaps your children, you pay a ransom, but, but you, but a person you purchase their freedom. If nothing is owed to somebody,
0: then they don't have any right to punish you for something. If
2: nothing is owed. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Tell me more about where you're kind of heading. What, well, it, what I'm point are you actually
0: trying to demonstrate? That there's such a thing as somebody paying the bill for you. As in your thoughts that Jesus was a yes. substitutionary, well, it seems to be what Peter okay. says here. Uh-huh. Okay, that's one thought. The other thought is this: is that if nobody pays the bill, and the person that's uh, supposed to be paid, if they forgive it, that's showing whatever you like, not punishing. Forgiveness, mercy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the, that is get, not getting paid the bill. Anyway, rate, uh, we got two callers on, Rich. And, Let's go. Uh,
2: maybe they'll clear this up for us. Maybe they'll, uh, Let me see that list again one more time, if you don't mind. Let's go to Rich first. Okay, Rich. And then Bob. And then Bob. Rich, uh, you're on with the uh, Bible Live. Thank you for joining us. I don't know if you want to weigh in or talk a little bit about what, uh, this question that Jacob has brought up, or maybe you'd like to answer another one of our questions. I,
3: I wanted to, uh, Sophie, I wanted to answer the question, try and answer the question that you asked previous to what you're talking about.
2: Okay. What, what question was it? Let me see. Do you remember it in general or
3: something? But did God give us when uh, uh, he was uh, crucified? I believe it was something in that category.
2: Okay. It says God paid a ransom to save us, we're told in the first Peter, uh, not a ransom of silver or gold, like you would Buy back a kidnapped child or something, paying a certain amount of money, but a, a ransom was paid to redeem us to purchase our freedom. What ransom was paid? According to First Peter chapter one verse
3: nineteen. Well, I, I, you know, I never look in the Bible for these questions. I try to go by memory. But, by memory,
2: okay. Uh, the only
3: thing I can get out of it is that He gave us redemption. That, that's what I. Uh, I accept
2: it okay what was the uh what was the payment what was the ransom that was paid to purchase our freedom
3: Well, he died on the cross
2: okay, what he quotes i mean I'll just read the verse to you you're exactly right by the way uh i but i'm I, and you've remembered well here's the what the verse says uh for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and the rins- the ransom he paid. Was not mere silk, gold or silver, it was the precious blood of Messiah, the sinless, spotless lamb of God, so he's kind of painting the picture there as a a Jewish man with his background of the the atonement lamb, the sacrifices that were you know given for that were uh, expressions of, of of repentance and so on and uh, he's uh, he's giving a picture of Jesus that, you know, like John the Baptist said, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that that our freedom is purchased sacrificially by uh the Messiah who paid that debt uh for us, the wages of sin being death. So you you got it exactly right. We're proud of you. And uh would like to send you a free yeah, subscription to the magazine. Uh, one
3: you... I got I got I got a problem. My eyes are going bad so uh, Okay. Uh, I, I can't you. Uh, Do you have a friend
0: Rich, do you have a friend or a family member you'd like to send it to? Um uh, not, not really
3: Jacob. Okay. Well, yeah, that's all right. That's
2: fine. We're glad that you called in, though, and you've helped us uh, answer one of these questions and and kind of get it out, at least get it out. This is Jacob kind of talking about this a little bit, and probably uh, we'll we'll continue a bit more talking about this idea of the atonement and what is involved. It It is a deep and mysterious, wonderful, powerful thing. Uh, this idea of God's forgiveness and, and, and the basis upon which he can forgive us. We'll talk about it a bit further, but let's let's go for the moment. If you don't mind, we're going to go over and talk with, um, oh, we've lost our Bob, other caller. Bob, if you'd
0: like to call back, Bob, we are now in a position to receive all calls, including Bob's.
2: All right, so give us a call if you'd like. We'd like to hear from you. And,
0: of course, with your dinner tonight, you get the ever-popular beverage
2: bar. <laughs> I don't know what mode he's gone into now, but he's uh, okay. Here's another one, so uh, okay. quickly going
0: on. All right, okay. Uh, look over in Second Peter.
2: Second Peter. Uh, now, let me ask you: Where
0: do we get the idea about baptism?
2: Oh my goodness! Uh, it's in Second Peter. Okay. Oh, that's where we get it? Yes. Is that you're answering the question as well? No, I'm not telling you where we're in Second Peter. Oh oh somewhere in this oh it, it is where that's in Second Peter. Let me, try knows to remember, that? let me try to remember the I don't remember the exact but it's no. it's talking about how is this isn't this the passage where it talks about how Moses uh and the people of Israel were baptized uh somehow
0: through Okay, okay, here's the question. How many okay how many animals of each kind did Moses take on the ark? How many of each kind? Yes. Two of each kind. Wrong. Moses was not on the Moses ark. Moses was <laughs> not on
2: the ark. Ah, that was no one. There
0: Okay, it's now I should have seen that the one coming. Chapter 3 and mm-hmm. verse 20 and 21.
2: Is this the one? Am I right about yes, it being when they walk through the... Um, where is the concept? It's actually telling you. Well, it can't be 2 Peter 3.21 because there is no 2 Peter 3.21. It must be 1 Peter.
0: Uh, it is First Peter.
2: Okay, all right. And,
0: uh, and enter tw- 1 Peter, chapter three, twenty twenty one.
2: Okay, those who dis- disobeyed God long ago, He waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. That's where you got the question about Noah, right? Only eight people were saved from drowning in the terrible flood and i uh, hope our listeners realize he's talking about the uh, flood back in um, genesis chapter 11
0: you're disrupting the flow
2: uh, oh, g- uh, 7 seven i'm sorry flow
0: would be like water, water.
2: and okay. that water that water of the flood was is a picture of baptism which not now saves you not uh, now saves you not, uh, not by removing dirt from your body but as a response to god from a clean conscience it is effective because of the resurrection of jesus christ now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God, and so on. So uh, okay. you're saying that the birth of the concept well, of baptism you, yeah, was yeah, where the Where do flood? you get the
0: idea of even doing a baptism? Because it comes from Noah.
2: I can only answer the question personally. I, I got the idea. Funny thing you say it in a way, because I came to faith, uh, I came to faith in, in Christ when I was eight years old. I wasn't. Baptized until I was maybe eighteen or nineteen, because at the boys' home at the orphanage where I grew up they didn't they didn't do it they didn't we didn't do any okay. baptism or lord's Supper or any any religious well, thing we remember
0: just, the world was full of sin
2: uh-huh I do, and
0: God mm-hmm. cleansed the earth with a uh, baptism okay. of water,
2: so the idea of baptism would be in some way. Uh, it would represent in some way judgment of sin, D- doing away with sin, uh-huh. washing uh-huh. sin away.
0: Uh-huh. So the earth was baptized okay. in, the, in the great flood. All right, and the sin was
2: all extinguished. So is that where that the whole concept, concept? Is that where the whole concept was born? In that yes, experience? because
0: even the Jews do baptism long before they used the word Greek word baptism. They used the word mikvah, and mikvah comes from the idea of Noah, because it, the water extinguished, it drowned, washed away the sin on the earth, and who came up out of it, are, it was Noah and his family. The, you know, the old thing about the old man went in, the new man came out that business. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. So that's the idea. So when the Christians got the idea of baptism, they were doing exactly what the Jews understood, that water destroyed the sin, washed off sin, got rid of the sin, uh,
2: just like in Noah's case. okay. Didn't uh, weren't the the baptisms or the ceremonial cleansings of the priest, for example, whenever they were preparing for the priesthood, when they were 20 years old, they were going to be active, become active in the priesthood. They went through a ceremonial washing and a dedication service. Wasn't that a kind as well of a baptism And John the Baptist? Uh, the Nazarite vow, would one prepare himself for that by going and submitting himself for a baptism yeah, or a cleansing? Yeah,
0: yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. Of course, that's long after Noah. Sure. sure. So somewhere the idea originates. And right here in Peter, he's explaining to you, just like Noah and the sin was done away with, your baptism, you individually, uh-huh. washes
2: away the sin.
0: That was the idea. If Another,
2: well, the uh, uh, I, I think the most prominent idea... In the Christian world, about baptism,
0: I I, I think well, where do most you think Christians they got the idea.
2: No, I, I would agree with you. Probably it came from the scriptures, and it probably did. Those in the know or who have researched it, they would trace it back to that. Because there's another passage that uh, where someone talks. About, I think it's Hebrews where it talks about uh, baptism that, that that Moses when the people of Israel walked through the uh, through the cloud. Uh, some kind something about maybe it was when they went through the. Waters, yes, and it's likened. The idea of baptism is used there is as well. It is a baptism,
0: yes, and it's but it's a, it's reminiscent of water washing stuff away, uh-huh. which originated way back before that with Noah. Okay, so yes, that is there, and you are right. But could we, I know, in the interest of time, may we sure, sure, go more. for it. Jump over to Second uh, Peter. I know we uh, uh, got. Don't move se-
2: away from your mic so they can hear you. Second Peter, uh, I'm
0: there. Well, okay, but don't turn me off anymore. I won't. <laughs> I'm joking. Anymore. Uh, (laughs) Anymore.
2: No more. It's like the guy, the waiter at the restaurant the other day Uh came to my table with the steak and he had his finger on my steak. Yes. I said, Waiter, you got your finger on my, your thumb on my steak. Why are you doing that? And he says, Uh I just didn't want it to fall off on the floor. Again, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, mm. What's that
0: fly doing in my soup? Right? Yeah,
2: it's something. The backstroke. Let's go to okay, so uh, look, Second Peter chapter well, you, two. You
0: got you have so many of these little books. I'm trying to bounce around. Sure, do it. Do it do All it. right. So look over here at Second Peter, and that would be chapter uh, two, uh, chapter two, verse seven. Uh huh. And we, we have mentioned this once. On Are the your
2: Sunday. eyes so bad you can't read it? You want me to? No, please.
0: You better because I don't have
2: my glasses. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom. Remember that story, because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Now that's a different view of Lot than we've come to, kind of generally. Well, at least I would understand. say in the
0: in the Christian thinking, by all means. In the Jewish thinking, not. Mm-hmm. I, and I would think that I'd be so bold. There are suggest, some
2: Christians who've read this verse and they would know it. Well,
0: but no, no, they know the verse. But uh, a lot of people, as you said the first time, we, you and I talked about this, you said, why is Lot righteous? Yeah. Well, Although so there well, has uh, to be something. The to general story. concept is that, yeah, he was a, and, he had compromised and his faith. What particular fact so. uh, dis- destroys your sense of
2: righteousness for Lot? Oh, I don't know. It, it's a general sense of he was there. Well, in the first place, uh, he wasn't nice to his uh, uncle Abraham. Uh, he took... Uh, in other words, uh, you know, he gave him his choice of which land, and and uh, we kind of get the idea that he was selfish and that he took the best and went this way, and he wasn't really following and honoring his uncle Abraham and so on. But on the other hand, I can see now that what if Abraham had moved to Sodom? I mean, that would might well, have been even worse. Is there anything that um, else that comes to mind? We just have kind of a general idea that he was a compromised Is there, is there a person. particular thing like offering his daughters? No, yeah, see, yeah that. Yeah, uh, well, we I, don't understand that's that. That's like pulling
0: teeth out of you, and that's what I you know. said the first time. Yeah,
2: yeah, we don't understand that. Well, I, I, okay. that's true. Okay, but look. We think of that as, wow, what a well, lot of life. Well, that's a horrible that. thing. Who would present their daughter to someone? Well, family? it's horrible, isn't yeah. It? Yeah.
0: it? sounds like so it, So yeah. look at the comparison of Abraham and Lot, and okay. I'll show you why Saint Peter says he's righteous. Okay. Because you got Abraham bargaining, you might say, with God. He goes to 50, all the way down to 10. So he's coming from heaven down to earth. Lot is in a loathsome place, mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to bring them up by bargaining. So he, it's exact comparison.
2: So, so if they had taken his daughter, that would have been a step up for them, you're saying?
0: The first thing he did done just like, that's why those two stories are back-to-back. Okay, Because Lot starts, I'm sorry, Abraham starts at 50. Hey, 40, 30, come on, you want to start people for 25, will you? So so he's starting okay. from heaven down. Okay. Lot is down on what you might call the most immoral hell you can find. Uh-huh. And so the first thing he does is, as it relates to maybe a 50, let's uh-huh. say, so he says to these guys, hey, what about take, doing something loathsome but a tad better than raping men?
2: Rape women
0: guests and, and men
2: in our in our well, home. Whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: but so, but he says which rape...
2: was, which was particularly sinful and wrong to harm travelers and guests right uh, that's, in, uh, that, that's
0: all that's all okay, that's flowery stuff, okay, but we're talking about raping a man was absolutely immoral a- raping a woman's immoral. yeah, as bad as raping a woman is, it's a tiny step above the other, so the idea was as Abraham started with fifty. From heaven, okay. come down to 40. I get it. So Lot says, well, let's go up one step. What do you say? All right, you, all right. You lose some animals. And as soon as they would say, well, okay. He was trying to bargain them up. Then out. he'd okay. go up the next step, and then the next step, until he brought them halfway up, like Abraham brought God halfway down.
2: It, it's, it's a bothersome um, course of logic. It... it it's well, troublesome, but okay, okay. But, but you can't get around that Peter right. seems
0: to know that's this true.
2: story, doesn't That's he? right,
0: Because yes. he calls Lot righteous. No so he
2: it. knows what this story is about. There it is. It's right there in the Bible.
0: Okay, so that's it.
2: <laughs> the time went by. Um Thanks for joining us tonight. And thanks, Jacob. I, I, you made us think, as always. And we can look at these passages. This is a... It's kind of a difficult program. We're covering a lot of territory with all these great books of the Bible. And remember, Sophie
0: and everybody, be the kind of person
2: you would like to have for a parent. Amen goes there. See you next week, folks.
1: The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture and is brought to you by Crew Military Ministry. Mailing address
2: is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live, Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Sophie and The Bible Live
3: Broadcast.
1: You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help crew military minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.